St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. Yes, it's the month of March. is a month devoted to St. Joseph, patron saint of workers, families, homes, and a happy death and the terror of demons. This is a Terry and Jesse show. I am on duty. Terry, what about you? I'm on duty, Jesse. And I'm always joyful when I can share the gospel with people. And this is what we do here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. All from a Catholic perspective. We're going to be talking about uh, the Biden address, the presidential State of the Union address. And and, and and grade it with the eyes of a Catholic. That's right. That's exactly. It. That's all. We're just going to grade it. So we're also going to be talking about uh, the Democrats and their urge to move on from COVID. And what are they doing with that now, now that uh, they realize that uh, people are tired? And so we're going to get into that. Also, I want to give kudos to uh, pro-life people who pray in front of abortion clinics. Jesse, they're, they're, they're really our heroes. They uh, I, Just a good news file. Out in um, California, Visalia, the local pro-lifers made their voices heard at the city council and took out Planned Parenthood. I'm sorry I used military language. They took them out. Yeah, they can't come in. So that's a good news story. Also, Jess, United Airlines is allowing unvaccinated employees to return to work on March 28th. You know what? I'm going to fly on a United now. If I can do that, they when they... Bring people back like this. These are the people who held on and said, no, I'm not going to do it. And uh, I'm grateful that they did because it shows me that their principles are, they put it over anything else. They will not compromise. I love it. That's right. But before we do any more, Jess, of the stories, we always love to have some soul food. And then we'll get to Fulton Sheen and much more that will inspire you to fall deep in love with Jesus. Yes, sir. Uh, Today is... Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're, remember, we're in the season of Lent. Yeah, one week is today. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, season of Lent. And uh, as uh, the gospel for today, yep. speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Amen. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 12. Amen. Jesus said to his disciples, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which one of you would hand his son a stone when he asks for a loaf of bread, or a snake when he asks for a fish? If you then who are wicked know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? Do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Here's a a couple things I want to point out about today's gospel. Number one, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open to you. There's a couple of points there. Number one. When you're asking, you have to be in a state of grace. Okay? God will not hear the prayers of the wicked. Unless their prayers are on the repenting, then God will hear the prayers of a wicked person who's repenting. But if, if you're in mortal sin, unconfessed, unrepented mortal sin, you, you're, you're, you don't have any, no inclination to repent, your prayers are in vain. So number one, uh, asking you'll receive, but you must be in a state of grace. Number two, uh, be precise with your prayers. Our Lord told St. Faustina precisely this in the diary on Matthew 7, 7. St. Faustina asked the Lord, 
uh, Lord, uh, I want to ask you something, but you know everything. <laughs> and, 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 and our Lord said, Faustina, my daughter, I want to hear what's in your the desires in your heart. I want to hear the details. Be specific with me. So when you pray, be specific. Yep. Okay. And the third thing that I would say about uh, today's gospel is when our Lord says, which one of you would hand his son a stone when he asked for a loaf of bread or a snake when he asked for a fish? Uh, there's a, a holy priest out here in Diocese of Phoenix. Uh, got a stellar reputation. Uh, his name is, uh, uh, he's a Saint, uh, Saint Anne's in uh, Gilbert. Father Sergio Fita, he's a pastor. He came out on YouTube. He put out his homilies are all on YouTube. They're very well. They're very solid. And he said, "I'm uh, after the the restrictions loosened up." He said, "I want to apologize to all of you in my parish in the Saint Anne's in Gilbert. I want to." He says because we locked down our churches, and he says. And, in, and and he says, and I apologize on behalf of the church and behalf of myself as well. He says, because we gave you stones instead of bread. Well said. It was so, one of the most powerful, humble homilies I've heard from a Catholic priest. And he said, if the government asks us to do, do this again, or even the, even, even the, the, the diocese, yeah. he says, I will not do it. He says, even if I have to step down as a pastor. Wow. So, so this guy's this guy, Father Sergio Fita, is ready to put his head on the chopping yep. block if they ask us. If they ask the government of the diocese, the USCCB, if they say close it down, he goes, I'm not doing it. I'd rather lose my my office as pastor. He says, I'm not going to give my people stones instead of bread. Last thing I want to mention about this: a lot of people go around saying. Heck, I don't need God. I'm good. I'm good. I'm you know, I'm okay. I'm okay. I didn't really? kill anybody. You're okay. No. <laughs> Jesus says, if you then who are wicked. Yeah. So you say you're okay. You say you're good. Jesus says we're all wicked. Yep. Uh, why? Because when we compare ourselves to the holiness of God, we're wicked. Yeah. Now, if you compare yourself to Adolf Hitler, I guess you could walk around and say, I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, it depends who you, if you compare yourself to Stalin, oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm okay. Compare yourself to God, we're wicked. That's what Jesus just said right now. And so wicked people, like all of us, we need sanctifying grace. We need faith. We need hope. We need God's love. We need his mercy. Last thing, our Lord says, do to others whatever you would have them do to you. He says, this is the law and the prophets. I would also say, this is also natural law. This is all... You even have other non-Christian religions before Christianity that have been saying similar words to this. Some of their sages and gurus, you know, are saying, you know, treat people the way you want to be, you want them to treat you. So this is not only divine positive law because Jesus said it, but it's also natural law. Even the pagans before Christianity, uh, Terry, they knew that was the way to bring harmony and peace into society. Well said, Jesse. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop. <laughs> Full Sheen ahead here. Jesse, it's like Bishop Sheen is alive and well. Every time I read one of his quotes, think about what he's saying today. This was 50, 60 years ago. He said, it is a characteristic of any decaying civilization that the great masses of people are unaware of the tragedy. Jesse, that's us. We have all the characteristics of Rome. 
okay? Every single one of them. We are a decaying civilization, and nobody wants to acknowledge. It's like the Titanic. We think it's insinkable, right? And those people that were uh, dancing, they continued to dance until their death because they couldn't believe that the Titanic could go down. Well, folks, we're living in a culture right now that's decaying because they live like God doesn't exist. So Fulton Sheen said that, and he also said this, humanity in a crisis is generally insensitive to the gravity of the times in which it lives. He also said, men do not want to believe their own times are wicked, partly because they have no standard outside themselves by which to measure their times. What Jesse just said about the gospel. It, if there is no fixed concept of justice, how shall men know it is violated? See, that's the point. When we don't teach the faith to people, Jesse, I've met so many people go, well, I didn't know that. Nobody ever told me about mortal sin. I thought that was old school stuff that you can't commit a mortal sin. I thought that it's not possible anymore. Now, whoever told you that, they were lying. It's not true. And this is what we're all about here at Virgin Most Powerful, Jesse. We're not giving you Jesse Romero's personal opinion. I could care less about it or Terry Barber's opinion. Forget his opinion. What does the Catholic Church teach perennially, per, the perennial teachings of the church? That's what we're going to give you. That's right. Uh, and you and you can count on that day in and day out on, on all, all the programs here on the Virgin yep. Most Powerful. Right. Terry, one of the questions that we get often as yep. Catholics <clears throat> is— uh, my husband, my wife is unconverted. Yeah. Two things, real quick, before be, well, that's before, important. Yeah, yeah. This, this is this, this is a constant time. topic All that that Mary Barber and myself we get as we, and probably Matt Arnold as well. Yep. The people that answer these these emails. I'll just uh, on a basic level, if you have an unconverted spouse, an unconverted family member, I, on a basic level, number one, re, prepare to su- start suffering for that person. Okay. Yeah. You, and unite your sufferings to Christ, Colossians one twenty four. So start doing things start, uh, that are going to be penitential. Right. Start suffering for, and offering the suffering of their unconversion, the pain in your heart. Mm. Offer it to God and start doing little small acts of penance for them. Second thing I would do is start praying the daily rosary for them. A- include them in your daily rosary and with their intentions for conversion. There are promises in the rosary for those who pray the rosary for an unconverted person. God will, will move the most hardened, hard, hardened sinner. Also, I would also tap into the promises of our Lord Jesus Christ and the divine mercy and pray for an unconverted spouse every day at 3 p.m. There are also amazing promises made by our Lord Jesus Christ if you pray at 3 o'clock for an unconverted spouse. But do this in your, if you're in a state of grace, and your prayers will have merit. Well, so when we come back, we're going to pray for our president, President Biden. He's a Catholic by baptism, but wait till we evaluate the State of the Union address he gave with Catholic principles. Stay with us, family, here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Unelected Joe Biden gave a State of the Union address <laughs> last week. Yes, he did. And it's, it's been, we're, we're going to examine it with the eyes of a Catholic. Yep. 
In fact, uh, there's a well-written article by CatholicVote.org, and they go through all the areas of his speech, and we look at it with the lenses of a Catholic, so let's do so right now. The recent polling has alarmed Democrat strategists who have recommended an about-face in White House messaging. And at President Joe Biden's first State of the Union address, he tried his best to navigate between the numerous issues on which the American public has generally been giving him failing grades. Along the way, however, Biden did reiterate his, his total embrace of abortion. Yep. Here's what he said about abortion, quote, The constitutional right affirmed in Roe v.ersus Wade, standing precedent for half a century, is under attack as never before. If we want to go forward and not backward, we must protect access to health care, preserve a woman's right to choose, close quote. That's what unelected President Joe Biden said. Now, he's only the second president Catholic ever elected right. to the presidency. Yep. We thought now would be the right moment to summarize for you how Biden, a self-described devout Catholic who's pro-abortion and anti-family, is actually doing. Obviously, in matters of intrinsic evil, the Biden administration has utterly rejected Catholic Church teaching and natural law. But what about issues of prudential judgment what about areas where good Catholics can and often do disagree? The question is, are Biden's policies hurting or helping? Is he a man of prudence? Mm. Well, Terry and myself, we're going to share the Catholic State of the Union compiled by Catholic Vote yep. uh, for The Insider. The Insider is a weekly newsletter that provides the inside scoop for wa from Washington, D.C. I get it in my email every oh, yeah. single day. Terry, you want to do the first part, Joe Biden abortion? Okay, we'll do Joe Biden. You just get, Biden's administration has moved more aggressively than any previous presidential administration to promote abortion. Yeah, you think? And to undo, and undo federal pro-life policies. On the issue of life, President Biden's immediately reinstated the pro-abortion policies, such as, I hate to say it, taxpayer funding on abortion, both nationally and and internationally. And Jesse, while I read this, he said this before the election. I just want to say, Mayor Culpa, in other words, may have mercy mm. on us for mm. anyone who voted for this man, knowing that he was for killing unborn babies. Because the Democrat-controlled Congress then exploited the so-called pandemic as a pretext to dump, are you ready? Not millions of dollars, Jesse. Trillions of dollars into taxpayers into left-wing legislation of those funds. They allocated billions to the abortion industry, which has been absolutely had no hand in the fight against the virus. You see, they, they, this was very deceptive. And you know what? I'm going to say it's evil. Continue, Jess. President Biden's got out, gone out of his way to surround himself with staffers who are arguably even more pro-abortion than he is. To name just a few... Biden's Secretary of oh. Health and Human Services, former Cal California Attorney uh, General, a fake Catholic Xavier Becerra, had very little experience in health care. In fact, his primary experience was in suing Catholic nuns <laughs> who provide health care services to the poor. But one thing Be fake, uh, fake Catholic Becerra has in spades is a track record of unbending support for the abortion lobby. Second bullet. Yep. The Food and Drug Administrator, Robert Khalif's 
biggest accomplishment has been making dangerous self-induced abortion drugs even more dangerous and more accessible to the public. Third bullet. To add insult to injury, Biden even named former congressman Joe Donnelly, who voted for the largest expansion of abortion since Roe vs. Wade, as the new ambassador to the Vatican. Unbelievable. And I'm sure the Vatican accepted him. Unfortunately. Yeah, so let's talk about Joe Biden and religious freedom conscience rights. After making tremendous gains in the previous administration, religious liberty and conscious rights have suffered under the Biden regime. You think? Within weeks of being sworn into office, Biden revoked an executive order which established a White House Faith and and Opportunity Initiative. He thereby replaced the preservation of religious freedom as guaranteed by the Constitution with the woke language of partnership between the government and religious entities. So, who is eligible for such a partnership? Only those who do not hold Christian beliefs that the LGB agenda rejects. Time out. Repeat that statement. This is a baptized Catholic who's going to have an exit interview, and uh, like all of us... Real soon, real soon. Real soon. And he just said, those who are eligible for such a partnership, only those who do not hold Christian beliefs that the LGBT agenda rejects. Jesse, what do they reject about Christians? Uh, they, he, je- he rejects morality. He rejects God's go. authority. He rejects marriage between yeah, a rejects, man and a woman. Yeah, he rejects the natural law, oh, the, divine, the divine law. God have mercy on him. But so Terry, so but, by 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 only allowing religious entities yeah. that accept the excludes LGBT, us out, man. Yeah, exclu- excludes Catholics. Yeah. Only accepts people that hold the LGBT agenda. Yep. You know who's the, who he's accepted? The Temple of Satan. Because on their website, they, ex- they promote the LGBT agenda. So the Temple of Satan, Terry, wow. is qualified to be a partner with the Biden government. Wow. Biden also released a statement supporting the House passage of the For the People Act. This act establishes a federal takeover of elections removes barriers to voter fraud, forces the disclosure of certain donor lists, and institutes a religious litmus test for eligibility on on redistricting commissions. Redistricting commissions. Internationally, Biden's Secretary of State, Antony, uh, Anthony, Anthony Blinken, repudiated the findings of the Trump administration's Commission on Unalienable Rights, which sought to focus America's attention on human rights as enumerated in our founding documents and the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Perhaps most damning of all, Joe Biden is responsible for the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan that catalyzed the quick rise of the Taliban, endangering religious minorities, including Christian converts. Under President Biden, religious minorities trapped at the mercy of the Taliban in Afghanistan were not granted priority to refugee status. Jesse, let me jump in and say something to our bishops. Okay, as a layman, we, you and I were in Baltimore years uh, months ago, yep. and uh, we, we gave our, our little talk to the bishops, and I do this with love. <clears throat> bishops, read what Jesse just read, and then ask yourself, should we give this man Holy Communion? If you say yes, then I'm going to ask you another question. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Hmm. I'm sorry, Jesse. 
I'm asking the bishops if they believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you why. Because this man, if the bishops would lovingly tell him, this is not Catholic teaching, you're, gonna, you're, you're, you're risking yourself going to hell because of what you're saying, and they, they give him mercy by telling him the truth, I would be honored to have bishops do that. But what happens now is our bishops, not all of them, but many cardinals in our country know all of this and still say we should give him Holy Communion. Do you believe in the real presence? What do you believe in, bishops? Because, Jesse, this man, it's a scandal that our church hasn't condemned him to say, you're in mortal sin, you need to repent and believe in the gospel. I'm waiting for the bishops' conference, the local bishop in Washington, D.C., cardinal, the cardinal there, to do that because I question what he believes if he can't do that. Now, I know we're going to Joe Biden and the family, but I had to make that as a passion because it's just the truth. What in the world do you believe when you can say that Joe Biden should be receiving Holy Communion and he does all this stuff to, to undermine our Catholic faith and kill innocent life? I, my question is, what do you believe in? Yeah, well, Terry, if, if, if you... Uh... If you go after some non-prudential judgment issue, yeah, like if, oh. like the jab, <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Or, 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 or oh no, you've got to suspend. You got got to get rid of this guy. Yeah, you, you don't believe in the jab, you're gone. Yeah, but you can promote intrinsic yeah. evil, Terry. Yeah, that's what we're uh, up against. And uh, not, there's no repercussions against this guy. So Joe Biden and the family, President Biden, and his administration have spent an inordinate <laughs> amount of time dismantling the biological realities of male and female in federal yep. policy yep. and promoting the LGB agenda, which to, comes from Satan, by the way. Uh, first uh, bullet. Uh, uh, poli- before, Jesse, I want to go more on that point because you just made a strong statement that this comes from Satan. Take a minute and explain why Satan is for homosexual sex. Because d- Satan is into confusion. He's yep. into diabolical disorientation. Mm-hmm. And the Bible reveals yep. through divine love, look at Adam and Eve, yep. you have g- two genders. Even the catechism says we have two genders, male and female. So anybody that tries to subvert the divine law and natural law and bring about that type of confusion, that type of deception, that type of lie, that has the fingerprints of Satan all over it because Satan's a liar. He's a deceiver. And he's the one that's involved in diabolical disorientation. So anybody that believes in, 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 in this myth that there are 50 different genders is, is diabolically deceived and being lied to. Jesse, why don't you really tell me your position, man? <laughs> no, you know what, Jess? That's a biblical answer, and, and I appreciate you clarifying. Continue. So Joe Biden and the family, his policies have forced women's shelters, prisons, and schools to take in men who identify as women. I can imagine how many rapes are occurring right oh, now, yeah. these women's prisons. Second bullet, he's also opened up the military to those who identify as transgender, allowing for taxpayer dollars to be used in harmful gender reassignment surgeries. I can imagine uh, Jinping and, and, uh, and Putin and everybody else oh, yeah. is saying, what's gone on with that country? Are you yeah. kidding? You guys are corrupt. Yeah, you guys are, you guys are weak and corrupt. Third yeah. bullet, the administration has also threatened to, to the use of the federal government against schools if they don't allow uh, males to compete in girls' sports. So President Biden even issued a statement in support of the Equality Act. In the statement, he reaffirmed his commitment to the LGBT agenda and called for a swift passage of this anti-life, 
anti-faith, anti-freedom bill. Terry, this man is the worst president in my lifetime. And I'm going to pray for his conversion. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Seat of Wisdom, pray for us. Pray for, this is what Our Lady, pray for, him. pray for Joe Biden. This is what Our Lady said about sinners, that they're going to hell because no one is there to pray and for them. And I think right now we all need to make more sacrifices for this man because he's leading himself straight to hell. We're going to come back and continue because there's more to evaluate. From a Catholic perspective, Joe Biden, our president of the United States, we're going to take with Catholic eyes and say what's right and what's wrong. Not from our opinion, but Catholic principles. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We're back. We're talking. We're looking at Joe Biden's State of the Union speech with Catholic bifocals. Amen. What does he say about COVID nineteen <laughs> as as a candidate? Uh, unelected Joe Biden promised to shut down the virus. However, more Americans died from COVID-19 in 2021 than in 2020. And instead of allowing the marketplace to distribute at-home COVID-19 tests, President Biden turned to the U.S. Postal Service when faced with a shortage. A clueless Biden suggested to Americans, just Google where to get one. Meanwhile, Biden tried to mandate COVID vaccines for millions of Americans, further fracturing an already fragile economy, even after the Supreme Court blocked his mandate on private businesses, the Biden administration continues its effort to fire unvaccinated health workers. Unbelievable. Biden's own Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, has admitted that the vaccines do not stop the spread of the spread of COVID. Don't tell too many people that story, Jess. We can't get that out. That's politically incorrect. Go ahead. Still, yeah. the CDC refuses to release the data that they've collected over the course of the pan, of this pandemic, 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 because they might be misinterpreted as the vaccines being ineffective. Yes, yeah, see, that said it all right there. I want you to. I'll repeat it. He says, yeah, say, say it the whole He thing. says that the CDC refuses to release the data. They have collected over the course of the pandemic because they might be misinterpreted as the vaccines being ineffective. You know, I saw a clip, Jesse, and this will continue where um, with, with her that Walensky. Dr. Yeah, Walensky. yeah, I saw the clip. And this is just this is embarrassing to have to say. As a matter of fact, it's the same situation with the masks. They've got all these reports now coming out. You know what? The mask really don't work. You know what the mask was, Jesse? <laughs> the little diaper on your face. It, it was it was showing you that the government is really concerned about this. It, the effectiveness was zero. 40 different reports on all that. And I just, I, you know, let's just call it for what it is. It, it, we were fooled. We were duped by, by big government and by big pharma. I mean, they made lots of money on us. Oh, man. Go ahead. Yeah, they sure did. So, yeah, so, so the Biden administration, uh, even a handful of Senate Democrats have raised the alarm about yep about this whole COVID-19 and the way it's been handled. Yep. What about Joe Biden and the schools? 
No demographic has suffered more during the pandemic exactly. than American kids. Biden vowed to reopen schools upon his election, but has instead worked behind the scenes with teachers unions to put the interests of bureaucrats and lobbyists above the needs of students. If you were a parent who publicly complained about your school being closed, the Biden administration's Department of Justice work with the National School Board Association to label you as a domestic terrorist. Are you kidding me? The Biden administration is so busy teaching our kids uh, critical race theory that everyone's a racist and that men should be able to dominate women in sports that they have no time to be concerned about uh, about some noisy parents. Yeah, I hear you. Jesse, before we go into Joe Biden and the economy, I just want to mention something. The president also mentioned just a couple of days ago that don't hold me responsible for high gas prices. <laughs> it's the Russians. They're the fault. You know, it was, it, they're the culprit. Well, before the uh, it, before the war going on in the Ukraine, gas prices had gone up 45 percent in the first year of the Biden administration. Had nothing to do with Russia. This man said this, Jesse, before he became president in a debate. You'll never hear me try and push it off on someone else. I take full responsibility. Words, they're fake, they're phony. And so when it comes to the economy, Jesse, are you kidding me? Inflation is a taxation, Jess. Let's be honest. It has gone up every month in the Biden's presidency. Inflation in January increased 7.5% over the year, the fastest pace in 40 years, and the eighth straight month in which inflation Rates exceed 5%. Now, here it comes with what's important. Now, Americans are paying more for everything. Last year, Biden's economic crisis cost the average worker nearly two paychecks. Are you kidding? Yes, well, real wages increased 8 out of 11 months since his first full month in office. The severity of this inflation was directly fueled by, really, recklessness, Jesse. Far-left spending, printing money. Every single Democrat voted to ram through the President Biden's on behalf. Families are living with the consequences of this every day. And finally, <clears throat> everyday items. Go out and get gas now. It's, well, Jesse, we paid six bucks a gallon out here in California. Everyday items for which ordinary people budget are seeing major price increases. As I said, the gasoline is 49% higher than at, before the invasion. Used car prices are up about the same. Meat, fish, eggs cost over 12% more than they did just one year ago. And here's a big one, Jess. Natural gas, which heats nearly half the American homes, my home, has soared by 24%. Fuel oil has shot up almost 47%. The cost of essentials have absolutely exploded since Biden took over. Since, yeah, and the Democrats yeah. took over power. Yeah, Biden so and Democrats, they go together. So what about Joe Biden and the border crisis? Mm -hmm. Well, in 2012, Cardinal Dolan sent a letter to the House of Representatives on the ever-present issue that Congress ignores, immigration. Dolan wrote the following, quote, Of particular concern to us and our brother bishops is the impact our broken system is having on immigrant families. Children are often the innocent victims of these policies, close quote. President Biden's actions over the course of his presidency confirmed that the more liberal an administration's border policies are, the more chaos and harm they create. Mm -hmm. As always, children suffer the most from this failure. 
President Biden and congressional Democrats' open border policies have created the worst border crisis in recorded history. Over 1.7 million illegal immigrants have been apprehended at our border since Biden was sworn in. The number of illegal crossings at the border has risen at a faster rate under Biden than at any time in recent history. The Biden administration is actively uh, breaking federal immigration law by flying illegal immigrants into American cities. This happened all over here in Phoenix. Scottsdale has a hotel just purchased by the government, a nice hotel, and everything's paid for, and it's full of illegals. The TSA has been allowing illegal immigrants to show their arrest warrants in lieu of proper identification. Can you believe that? Yeah. The result, the complete breakdown of law enforcement of basic safety and accountability measures for, for migrants. Uh, there's all kinds of numbers here. I don't want to get into the deep one. These practices have made the U.S. more dangerous. Uh, criminal drug cartels are flooding the U.S. with counterfeit pills. More counterfeit pills have been seized so far in 2021 yep. than in 2020 and 2019 put together yep. with two out of every five pills containing a potentially lethal dose of fentanyl. An unthinkable amount of fentanyl and fentanyl-related substances are streaming across our border from the south. Under President Biden's watch, more pounds of fentanyl were seized at the southern border in 2021 than in the previous two years combined. During his campaign, then-candidate Biden promised to end the opioid crisis. He's (laughs) He's actually found a way to make it worse. More sobering still, Biden's border policy has also increased the power of human traffickers who are exploiting vulnerable families and selling their children into sex slavery. Oh. One last thing that's not in the article, as I read I it from one. another article, Go ahead. is that California, 90% of the marijuana industry that's being run in California, 90% of it is being run and controlled by the Mexican cartels who are Satan worshipers. Well, now that I didn't know. Jesse, one more thing. This article didn't say, but it makes sense. The war in the Ukraine, let's be honest, we talked about Archbishop Vigano pointing out that we kind of pushed uh, this war by uh, doing certain things in America. And I thought about this. War provides good cover in an election year. Mm. In other words, let's get everybody talking about the war in the Ukraine and not talk about the issues at home. So I'm, that, that's a strategy that's been used over, right, you know, am, am I on to something, Jess? No, you're right. That that's that's uh, the way you uh, kind of deflect from your failed presidency. That's it. I see. Start a war. Yep. Just start a war. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. How about the Democrats and crime? Following two years of defunding <laughs> police language from President Biden and congressional Democrats, at least 16 cities have had new have set new homicide records in 2021, according to local police departments in 2021. 346 officers were shot, 63 of whom died. Also that same year, there were 103 ambush-style attacks on law enforcement officers, an 115% increase from 2020. Nobody knew that, Jesse. I'm going to tell you, I was shocked when I read that. This did not happen in a vacuum. President Biden famously expressed support for the defund the police movement during an interview in 2020 but was forced to walk back his position after public backlash. 
Vice President Kamala Harris applauded L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti for defunding the police. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a Democrat from New York, made her feelings clear when she railed, defunding police means defunding police. Her squad sister, Representative Ayanna Presley, Democrat from Massachusetts, said she supports efforts to defund police departments. Uh, Representative Elon Omar, Democrat from Minnesota, went further saying, quote, not only do we need to defund police, we need to dismantle police departments. Oh, that'll be good, yeah. And, and she's a representative? That's what, Who voted her in? Continue, Justice. His foreign policy is a disaster. There's no greater example of a failure of presidential foreign policy than the, the, the Biden administration. The, disa- the disastrous fall of Afghanistan to the Taliban, ignoring many of the safeguards for trans- transition set by the Trump administration, the Biden administration proved a weakened and feckless government. And who can forget the scenes of American dipl- diplomats being airlifted from the rooftop of the embassy in Kabul? It is unforgivable that 13 U.S. service members were killed in an ISIS-K terrorist attack at the Kabul airport in the deadliest day for American troops in over 10 years. To top it off, the Biden administration left Americans behind in Afghanistan, where some remain to this day. Unbelievable. we come back, we'll talk more about the COVID and the CDC eating mandate. And I'll tell you about the airline mandate now. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Surprise, surprise, we have elections coming up, Terry. Oh, yeah, very important ones. And all of a sudden, Democrats are urging to move away from these, uh, the the masks mandates. They're they're asking... uh, the the CDC to ease mask mask uh, guidance and mask mandates. Yeah, this is just a strategy because they know that they've upset over half the country. Over half the country, Terry. Yeah, they've got their torches and their pitchforks ready to get Frankenstein out of the castle. And Jesse, this just in—it's not in the article. The Biden administration has agreed now. You fly on the plane all the time. After the 18th, on the 18th of April, you no longer need to have a mask on. Because you know what happened, Jesse? On the 18th, the virus disappeared on the planes. That's right. You didn't know that, did you? By executive order. Of course. Whoa, that's one powerful man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> Democrats need to move on from COVID-19 if they hope to avert disaster in November, according to a research from a well-known Democratic firm. <laughs> Released one day before the Center for Disease Control and Prevention announced a significant loosening of its mask guidance, the memo urges Democrats to talk about moving on from the virus and how the party's policies have made it safe to do so. So they're preparing, Terry, their talking point strategies. So here's what they're going to say. The the Democrats, here's their official narrative that they're going to give people. Yeah. After two years... That necessitated lockdowns, travel bans, school closures, mask mandates, and nearly a million deaths. Nearly every American finally has the tools to protect themselves from this virus. It's time for Democrats to take credit for ending the COVID crisis phase of the COVID war uh, and, and, and point to important victories like vaccine distribution and providing economic stability to Americans and fully entering the rebuilding phase that comes after Terry, so they're already preparing their uh, their uh, what I would call their their uh, deceptive 
uh, talking points that are going to try to take this disaster that they created and they're going to try to make something good out of it and look like heroes at the very end. And Jesse, that's exactly, you nailed it. And they have to because their record uh, stinks. I was going to use a stronger word, but it's not very good. And so they can't go on their record. They have to say, oh, look, we're the party that, that got you know, the, the vaccines and we got everybody back onto work. It's all our you know, credit. Because I'm going to tell you, they know down deep that these midterm elections could be disastrous to them. That's right. The new CDC guidance will, report, will reportedly consider a community number of cases, hospitalizations, and hospital capacity in its new recommendations, placing less emphasis on case counts alone. Under the new metrics, more than 70% of Americans will find themselves in an area where forced masking is not recommended. So uh, the, the uh, 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 Anand Parekh, chief medical advisor at the Bipartisan Policy Center, said promoting vaccines and boosters remains crucial and that measures such as improving surveillance, supporting global vaccination efforts, and securing resources for tests and therapeutics will help keep the disease in the rear-view mirror. So there's, there, it's, they're still going to be pushing, Terry, the jab. And, of course. Uh, yeah. and, and Jesse, not to get off this topic in this article, but we, we, we want to get Sister Dee Dee Byrne um, on because what she's doing, she's, and listen to this, she's, she's a nun, and she's suing Washington, D.C. over the COVID jab mandates for health workers. I mean, this nun, man, I mean, she reminds me of like a mother Angelica. I mean, she's a no-nonsense. I, I would love to have her on the show, and I think Jess is working on bringing her on. I got because, her email. Yeah, yeah, because she's inspirational, Jess. We need people like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The impact research memo includes five bullets with advice from Democrats. Yeah, get those five bullets in. Bullet number one, yep. declare the crisis phase of COVID-19 over <laughs> and push for feeling and acting more normal. That'll make you Sec- feel better. Second bullet. Recognize that people are worn out and feeling and feeling real harm you think? from from the years long restrictions and take their side. <laughs> Three, acknowledge COVID nineteen still exists and likely will for a long time. Four, don't set COVID zero as the victory condition. Five, stop talking about restrictions and the unknown future ahead. Uh, it's also it also cites st- statistics finding that twice as many voters are concerned about COVID-19's effect on the economy, yep. 49%, then about someone they know becoming infected, 24%. Voters overwhelmingly said they're more worried about learning about learning loss than about school children getting the disease. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse, I just have to say this. The they're so concerned uh with people getting sick. I just, you know, we do 20 funerals every month here at the chapel i got another one all night vigil tonight two yesterday and i think i might have mentioned this on the air but i'm going to mention it again they're so darn pushy about getting these vaccines to our young people a 17 year old young man was very sick uh he went to the hospital went to the doctor the doctor asked him has he been vaccinated they said no so they shot him gave him the vaccination said he'll be fine just you know give him water and let him rest, and he died eight hours later. And nobody, want, even on the births, on the death certificate, says cause unknown. 
they've been playing games for two years with us, and we're calling them out now, Jesse. And I don't want to see any administration brag about the vaccine when the vaccine's been killing people. It seems to me that, uh, you know, once the truth comes out about this, you won't want to touch, you won't want to say you are anything to do with this vaccine. And I want to congratulate people, Jesse, who have said no to the vaccine and might have even lost their job, like the American, like the uh, the United Airline pilots and those employees getting their jobs back because they didn't buy it. They they knew that this was a rat. This was not good. So continue, Jess. I, Terry, I want to give kudos to the American Frontline doctors. They've oh, been big time. They, they've been warning us about the dangers of the jab and the booster. Absolutely. For two years, God love them. And many of them lost their job as they a did. result. They paid a terrible price. They, yes. Yes. So, though the CDC's updated guidance puts it more in line with public opinion, the Biden administration made the move far later than many states and cities. That's true. He's late to the game. Yeah, he's behind everybody. After making much of bowing to public health experts and scientists during his 2020 campaign, unelected Biden has been aggressive about new restrictions when cases rise and slow to move when they fall. Yep. Most states... With Republican governors resisted mass mandates before and during the Omicron variant stage, yet even after Democrat Democratic led states in Washington D.C. announced an end to force vaccine, the White House stuck with the policy. Yep, uh, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, a centrist Republican, told CNN the CDC is far behind. Hogan, who uh, noted that there was nearly universal bipartisan support for easing past restrictions at a recent National Governors Association meeting. Forced masking in schools may be the biggest sticking point. Legal battles have raged in Virginia, Florida, and other states (laughs) that resisted the policy, but the new CDC guidance may help stem some of that debate. We have the tools, uh, Jen Psaki said Friday afternoon, the White House press secretary, quote, we have the tools needed so that COVID and the pandemic do not disrupt our daily lives. (laughs) Today, more than half the country, 70% of Americans live in areas where the CDC no longer recommends universal masking, said Jen Psaki. Yeah, but they're all jabbed up, so they're going to die in a few short years. Oh, yeah. That's my comment. Well, well, Jesse, you said this, and we will know, I'm going to say within five years, not only will they... Some of them die, but they're going to have chronic diseases the rest of their life. Am I onto something? Absolutely, and 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 that's going to be a lot of our family and friends, Terry. That just they just they caved in. in. Yeah. Yep. The Biden administration—I almost said the other word—recently uh, extended the COVID nineteen public health emergency and is sticking with mask mandates on planes, buses, trains, and public transportation for now. Yep. Republicans from the beginning have been less willing to shut down schools and businesses—a strategy that cross the aisle as the public settles with the virus and grows weary of collateral damage from restriction. As Trump even said, Terry, years before, he said the uh, the fix can be a lot or, or the cure can be a lot worse than the virus. That, that was he nailed it when he said that. Now, Jesse, in a couple of minutes, we have left that article. Yeah. Who are we putting our trust in the government or in Jesus Christ? I mean, the, it's the, a, come on, Jesus. I trust, trust in, in you. Thee. Those those five words. Yep. Okay. That's what, what, as Catholics, we have to stake our life on this. Amen. Not Fauci, I trust in you, or Biden, or, or, no, Jesus, I trust in you. Come what may, every single one of us has a day when our heart's going to stop. It's already written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yep. 
There is nothing we can do, Matthew chapter 6 says. There's nothing we can do to cause that day to, to extend or to shorten. Every one of us has an exit interview with the Lord Jesus Christ. I am not worried, Terry, about any virus. I am worried about dying in mortal sin. I am not worried about getting any jab. What I'm worried about is living in a state of sanctifying grace, making sure that the blood of Jesus is coming into my body through the seven sacraments of the church. Yep. That's the only thing. I. You know why? Because in the next life, I'm not worried about you know getting a new body through trend, through uh, Klaus Schwab transhumanism. I'm going to get a new body Glorified, in the next baby. life. It's exactly at the general judgment. Jesus gives us all we need. If Jesus, if, if the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll realize that the point that you're dying, the point where your your breath is leaving your body, your spirit's leaving your body, you're going to realize that Jesus Christ. If he's all you ever knew in this lifetime, you're going to realize when you're dying, that's all you ever needed to know. Jesse, I love it because you know what you just did? You gave peace and trust in our Lord. You gave us the answer. We need to have Jesus. I trust in thee. We need to live in the state of grace. And I ask Jesse that every single day at the end of the show. Why? Because ultimately that's all that matters. Jesse, do you really think... You know, at the time of our death, we're going to ask ourselves, hey, did you wear a mask when you went over to the grocery store? <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with it. You're going to ask, am I, in, am I living in the state of grace? That's what matters at the time of our death. And again, I don't want to condemn too many uh, you know, parishes, but I go everywhere and they're so intense on, and even now when we, can't, we don't have to wear masks, everybody's wearing a mask. Like you said, what's our priority? Our soul or our body? And right now, we need to focus on our soul more than our body because the world, the devil, and the flesh are telling us that this is all we have. As a matter of fact, that's what we're saying now. In our Even in portions of our church, we need to pray for our leaders in our church that they will always center us on Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. Yes, I'm going to say it again. What state should we be living in, brother? We should be living in a state of sanctifying grace. Yep. Do not be living in a state of mortal sin. Wake up, America. Don't hit the snooze button. Pray your rosary every day. Read your Bible every day. Make sure before you die, you leave it all out on the field. Dr. Sandoval's up next. Go to vmpr.org. Pick up your app free on your phone, and you can hear all of our shows. I want to thank all of you who have been supporting us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. You can understand why a lot of stations don't want us on the air. But thank you for taking us. All those stations that are playing our shows, you've got guts. God love you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, same time, same price station. God love you.